Don't look now. Welcome to Don't Look Now, the podcast with Will Hegman and Jenny McDonald. Oh, yes. Coming to you live at the time from uh, Clinton State Park near Lawrence in our glorious rental RV. So, you know, new setup, hanging out in the RV, and recording some podcasts. So. Some people might say that we're in enemy territory, but since <laughs> I currently work in Lawrence, I don't know that we can anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know. This isn't KU, it's okay. It's just near KU. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really count. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, I had to deal with KU traffic yesterday and stuff. But you Yeah, know. you went downtown. Yeah. Oh, during game day. Yeah, I know. They, they actually have a football team, which they're starting to remember again because they have a new football coach. So there's excitement again in KU land, but... Uh, I don't know how, but I always mistakenly end up in town on a game day, and I'm always amazed by the amount of traffic. Because I'm like, what is happening? Why are there, <laughs> Why are there so people many people here? here? <laughs> what, what would constitute this many people? That this many people don't go to basketball games? What's the deal? Nobody's in class right now. What are you uh, doing here? Yep. Get all angry and offended at them. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So, yeah. yep. So, yep. No. As a, a friend informed me, Les Miles is now the only undefeated football coach in KU history. So. Is that because they won yesterday? Yeah. So now... <laughs> now one and oh at ku which is hey maybe maybe they're good. gonna swap maybe football will be their new thing hey could be you never know you never do stuff happens you know that's a good segue because mm-hmm. i'm going to talk about something that you don't know about okay. well you might know about but we don't know why okay cool cool yeah all right so on this episode on this week's episode on the history channel no anyhow um so we're going to talk about a period of time during the holy roman empire an yeah. empire that was neither Roman nor, <laughs> nor holy. holy. Yes, that's always the joke, right? Yes. Uh huh. Anyhow, a medieval town in Strasbourg, Alsace, which is in a part of France now, yep. um, has a sudden plague strike the town, and the story that has uh, been going for generations. Is this the dancing? Plague? The dancing nice. plague. Sweet. Fifteen eighteen. Awesome. All right. So in July of fifteen eighteen, Frau Trophia walks out of her house into the street. And starts to twist, twirl, and shake. Nice. As one does As randomly. As one does. Yeah, you know, in the 1500s. Sometimes you just feel it. Right. And I probably <laughs> would have done the same thing as everybody else. Like, stand on the side and be like, uh, okay, get it, girl, you do your thing. But, like, it starts to get a little weird. Because at first she's really happy and just kind of dancing in the street. Mm-hmm. And then an hour passes. And then a couple of hours pass. And then, like, several hours pass. And, like, at that point, I've probably been like, uh, what's going on? I know that you're marching to your own tune right now, but, like, what's happening here? Yeah, this has gone from cute to some of the people I ran into on the sidewalk in San Francisco. uh, (laughs) LSD'd up. Yeah, they were were having some fun conversations, and no one else was there, but, you know. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little, little surreal. So I probably would have been, like, trying to get her back into her house, a million things, like, trying to help her out. She did this for six days and Mm. never rested. So then a really troubling thing starts. The neighbors start to join her. (laughs) Within one week, so she did this for six days straight without Mm -hmm. resting. During that period, 34 people join her. Within a month, 400 people are dancing. 
And there's some records that state as many as 15 people were dying each day over over a period of time General from exhaustion. Yeah, from exhaustion, yeah. from strokes, from heart attack, yeah. dehydration. Uh-huh. They couldn't get them to eat. I mean, they were just focused, right? So nobody knows what to do. We're in medieval Europe. Who do you turn to? I think your local priest would be be number one in this case. But, right. You know. Right. But they don't. They actually turn to a doctor. Oh wow, I'm, I'm uh, impressed. Right. Kudos um, to Alsace. For just, just remember though, we're like post plague. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. What kind of doctors I mean, are we is, talking about? Is, you said 1500s, so it's, it's right. not it's not 1200s where we're doing. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Yeah. So the doctors consult with the local town, and the town decides. You know what? The best method that we have heard about for this is to let them dance it out. So they hire musicians in the open dance halls, and they let people <laughs> literally just rock it out. The problem is. It got worse, and more nice. people joined, and then they kept dancing and kept dancing and kept dancing, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's trying to get these dancers to stop, so they would be like, stop, please don't do this. And the dancers themselves are like, I don't want to be doing this. I just can't stop. They're in a lot of pain. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about broken ribs and things like that. Yeah. Like, these people are in a lot of pain over time. And then September comes along, and the town officials finally decide we have to do something really, like, intense to make this stop. Yeah. So they start, I guess the best way to describe it is kidnapping people from the dancing square. Uh And they take them to a mountaintop to a shrine. (laughs) And then they start to pray for absolution. And as soon as they're removed from the town square, they stop dancing. Nice. That is weird. Right? Yeah. And the whole town all at once stops dancing together. Huh. So I think that's super weird. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things that could have been going on. Sure. Sounds good. So LSD, right? There you go. Maybe. Ergot. Ergot. Yeah. There we go. You're right on top of it. Um, so for those that don't know, ergot po- poisoning is a fungus that grows on the stalks of grains um, that are then baked into bread. And during this time period, it, there was a lot of flooding going on. Um, so it's highly possible that the grains were starting to mold and grow this fungus. And this fungus is structurally similar to LSD. Um, so recently you may have heard about theories from the Salem witch trials that they think were precipitated by, is that the right word? Like pre, before it happened? Yeah. 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 Okay. Precipitated by ergot poisoning. Um, it's not super likely though. (laughs) Um, they thought that those that would have been poisoned probably wouldn't have been able to dance for days at a time because Mm -hmm. it would be pretty debilitating. Also, LSD has a huge variety of reactions, so you probably wouldn't get 400 people having the exact yeah. same reaction. At least reaction. somebody would have had a bad trip there. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. somebody would be laying on the floor in a corner. They yeah, wouldn't be yeah, dancing. Yeah, somebody would be screaming about the spiders, but yeah. Ex- yeah. yeah. We'll get there. Oh, yes. I think I know where that's going to. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, there's one theory out there. That's, they think that's not the thing that happened, though. There is a theory, though, that they were part of some weird cult. But this is totally discounted really early on because this is not an isolated incident, which I did not realize until I started doing the research. I've heard that, but I don't know any of the specifics about any place else. I've just heard that it's happened other places. Yeah. So it actually started as early as, um, I think it was like 1220 or something like that, and spreads to the 17th century. Oh, wow. Um, so the dancing plague has several names. It's called Coromania, which was the very first name that it was given. And it, initially, it was considered a curse that was sent by a saint. And there's two saints that are most commonly associated with it, John the Baptist and St. Vitus. Okay. I have no idea what either of them did, so hmm. sorry about that. Yeah, I'm not up on why John the Baptist is associated with dancing forever. but Right. 
Well, actually, I do. I do know that. Um, so they they called the dance the plague um, St. John's dance or St. Vitus's dance mm-hmm. because a lot of times the victims would stop dancing when they ended up at a location that was dedicated to one of the saint, the two saints. Okay. So that's part of what huh. they thought. And then another thing that was really interesting was that around the time of St. Vitus's feast, a lot of times that's when the the people would start dancing. Okay. So. Those were two really weird, like, coincidences. They would yeah. stop near a saint, and then around the time of the feast, feast they would day. start. Yeah. Um, in the 17th century, they named the disease the Sydenham Chorea. Hmm. So I have a little tangent to tell you, and it's kind of a rabbit hole story, but it yeah. helps build things, right? Yeah, yeah. In 1273, a large group of children that were traveling from Erfurt to Amstadt danced the whole way. Guess hmm. what started around this time? Um, the plague of... No, a legend. Pied Piper? The Pied Piper of Hamelin nice. started at right. this exact same time. So they think that that story is the result is of okay. these kids these dancing the whole way. Nice. Now that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, this thing reminds me of, you know, I just find it incredibly fascinating. The Kind of the whole concept of mass hysteria. That, you mm-hmm. know, how you can have huge populations of people just kind of infected effectively by some kind of mental thought that everybody starts sharing this same mass delusion mass whatever it is and uh, you know i just and how quickly that I mean, yeah, how, how, it, how it spreads how people do you know like i just always it doesn't seem like it should be possible you know it doesn't you know it does but then at the same time that's why propaganda works yeah yeah it's so you know, easy to trick people into yeah, believing things yes and to starting weird activities but but yeah to the point of dancing until you die kind of thing is just seems well, and okay. So crazy. You so know. the dancing until you die thing, I'm not sure how much of that I truly believe, if we're yeah. being honest, because yeah. it's not it's not like they had great records no, that talked about that. There's no people were dancing all the time and collapsing and being tired and everybody just suddenly got into this so much that right. reports spread. That makes that makes a lot more sense to me actually. Right. I, yeah, I've never like, really thought of it that way. Maybe a couple people died. Yeah. Like older people may have keeled over. Right, right. And people may Some have dude like me got out there dancing, got a heart attack. <laughs> old men yeah me i passed out and fell asleep on the floor right there in front of everybody yep so in 1278 there was in germany a bridge that collapsed because 200 people were caught in a dancing outbreak Ah. and the people that survived were restored health wise and stopped dancing at the chapel dedicated to saint vitus oh there you go now that's that's very hyatt skywalks you right there do you know weird you know that story? No. And that's, a, that's a Kansas oh, City thing. Of yeah. The, the skywalks. Yeah, the sky bridge that fell down. Yeah, and it was all because, I mean, there was faulty construction issues, but it all and happened it because it was a dance and everybody got rhythmically dancing on the thing. And, you know, the swaying motion with everybody in unison basically brought it all down. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, combination of poor engineering and, uh, you know, tromping around. tromping around at the same time. Yeah, the power of dance, I guess. But, yeah pretty horrifying that is pretty horrifying that would be terrifying to be a part of yeah and i find it very creepy now being in the lobby of the hyatt because you're just in this room where 100 people died and there's no real i mean there's like a plaque somewhere or something you can feel like get their breath on your neck i feel bizarre especially because if you look up on the sides you can see where the skywalks used to be because they're now hallways that end there and they just have like they have like a little you know um uh, what do you call a little guardrail or something across? Right. Like it's now just a place where you can look out into the lobby, but you can tell they're matching on each side. You're like something like it used to run across. To the, yeah, it used to be something on the third floor connecting to the third floor, and on the second floor connecting to the second floor, and they're all 
gone and if you know the history of the place it's pretty that's eerie. really creepy that that yeah. reminds me of those glass bridges that you can see like that are in foreign places i, I yeah. think there's one in like scotland and one in china maybe like you walk across and you look and it's like gla- you can yeah. see my biggest fear and then there's some joker who created like a projection that when you step on it it cracks i would just have peed my pants and died right there oh nice i don't like bridges as it is so you know what at the cons of that little suspension bridge every time i go and i go with one of my friends like i have to wait for everybody to get off of it and then no one can get on it with me and the whole time i'm just like freaking out i'm just like please don't touch me don't touch it don't touch it don't touch it and like i'm running across it as fast as i can so scary. Well, if it makes you feel better, that bridge is now deceased. Um, no, they built a new one. It's well, still a scary. In the in the flood, yeah, the other day, really, all that all that washed out. So the one that yeah, cons was closed to uh, all public stuff because nobody can get in because all those bridges washed out. So oh, that happened last summer. Yeah, yeah, but that just happened with the the big flooding we had a couple days ago. That so. was a nice bridge. That's too bad. Yeah, yeah, they put a lot of money into that one. Yeah, no, it looks it's it's a mess. So hmm, well, that's sad. Yeah. Well, let's get back to dancing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I I think I know where you're going with the spiders. So, yes. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I, I, you think I so? watch too many, You've been too many nerdy things. things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, after the dancing media spread from Germany, it went to England, the Netherlands, Italy, and France and Holland. So, probably it wasn't a spirit or a curse. It might have been mass hysteria. Um we don't really have if the full diagnosis because there wasn't mm-hmm. diagnostic techniques at the time but here's the general characteristics of an outbreak generally it happens when there's a period of economic hardship um, women are more likely to be affected by men however mm-hmm. take that with a grain of salt because women were being demonized during that time period um, yes. starting with Joan of Arc women took a downturn in popular society mm. so like they lose all of their rights and they become demonized and persecuted as witches during that time period so that would have fit the narrative better that these women were cursed and possessed yeah, because yeah. they tried to that's, that's do how, po- yeah that's how women roll yes, yes. right yeah, yeah. right yeah no that's that's a bummer um, sometimes there was a question on whether or not people were planning to do this. Like they would get out and start dancing as a, pl- like, oh, we're just going to go dance in the square. And then it mm-hmm. like got weirder or yeah. it just spontaneously happened. They didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like flash mobs were really cool. Like okay. maybe that's what there was going on. There you go. On, yeah. Right? First flash mob. That's, I mean, techn- that is a thought. Yeah. 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 Um, however, once the dancing starts, the dancers kind of lose control of themselves and they almost act like they're unconscious or like zombified. Okay. So they can't really react to you. Um, There's some conversation about how the dancers were not local. So like the Pied Piper kids were foreign and traveling through lands. Mm -hmm. And they talk about a lot of these dancers. um, They were wearing different clothes. They were acting very strangely. But of course, a stranger from a different land would be wearing different clothes and would be acting different. I would probably describe it as strange. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a sociologist named Robert Bartholomew who describes that some participants parade around naked, make obscene gestures, have sex, act like animals, break their ribs, sing, cried, screamed, and they would be violent if you refused to join them. Nice. This is a full-on rave is what you're telling me. Right? Yeah, there you go. Um, He even talks about how they react oddly to the color red, (laughs) (laughs) but becoming violent saying when they see it. I also found another book, though, that said that that wasn't the case. Okay. Right. So who knows, right? Um... He also says that the dancers couldn't stand the pointed shoes and that they liked their feet being hit. That's weird. 
I kind of got a weird vibe from this guy. Um, I've come across him in a couple of articles I've mm-hmm. read about various events in time. Yeah. And he usually turns it very sexual, which is weird for me. <laughs> and then kind of like a weird kink shame in a way. Yeah, like, yeah. they enjoyed getting hit over it. Like, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> and women are bad. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Right? Um, he also says the dancers... Uh, well, I said that part. Um, but he also implies that either the people became exhausted and just kind of give up mm-hmm. or they become exhausted with this sort of euphoria which okay. once again sounds kind of sexual the way that yeah. he says it okay so it's kind of strange it sounds like the guy's just got his own issues and well i wonder if this was like the freudian period of time when all of sociology <laughs> and psychology was related yeah, to yeah, sex yeah yeah then there's italy okay in italy the dancing plague was thought to be the symptom of a tarantula or a scorpion bite. Yep, the, the tarantella, yes! Yes! All right. Yeah, all right. However, it only happens in the summer in Italy. Okay. Um, and people who think they've been bitten would start dancing and say that I got bitten the year before. Mm-hmm. I would start dancing when I saw them dancing because <laughs> their dancing would reactivate the venom in my bite. There you go. The only way to save yourself from the bite is to... To dance the tarantula dance. That's oh, right. Yeah. So if they dance the tarantella, they would be temporarily cured until the next year when someone else started dancing. <laughs> this sounds like some kind of really messed up chain letter. Is what, right? Yeah, it just know. gets stranger to me. Like, the more it goes on, you're like, wait, what's their twist on it? Mm-hmm. And here, women were also largely affected. Um, here, the dancers didn't like the color black. And mm. then, once again, we get into a weird sexual, like, phenomena. They would tie themselves up naked and whip each other with vines. <laughs> pretend to sword fight and drink copious amounts of wine all right i mean it just sounds like it's an excuse to party i mean are these college frat boys what's happening here um and they said probably people didn't get bitten it was more likely mass hysteria whatever um some people think it might be encephalitis typhus or epilepsy but none of those conditions explain these symptoms Mm -hmm. um based on the fact that I've seen what someone with epilepsy does. Generally, they are not with it, but they're yeah, also not dancing I can't uncontrollably. Imagine dancing, no. Right. So, this could have been a reaction to natural disasters, such as the end of the Black Plague and flooding. Um, this also helps the ergot, ergot theory, so it okay. could be like a combination of ergot and then mass hysteria. Yeah. Um, because there would have been so much moisture, it would have caused the fungus to grow, then they would eat it, and then they would start dancing, and then people would get hysterical, and then they would start dancing. Yeah, everybody's a little high, everybody's... Right, yeah, yeah, okay. right. And if you think about it, if they're going through these periods of natural disasters, anytime that they would have had the Feast of St. Vitus, and mm-hmm. they don't have food, then yeah. they might have started to panic, and then this, this whole like trickle-down effect, right? Huh. Um, so remember when I said maybe it was a cult? Yeah. So during this time in the Holy Roman Empire, they were not allowed to perform pagan rituals, which were still pretty common, um, that were following the Greeks and the Roman, okay. like, brethren. So is this a Dionysius cult yeah. thing? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So okay. they basically were like, maybe they were doing these instead of their normal rites because they could perform them in public and people wouldn't know what was going on. Okay. Yeah. Especially when they started, like, tying themselves up with vines and drinking so much wine. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Cool. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably, like, the most logical answer that came about was that there was a psychologically disturbed person, and then they were dancing, and someone else danced with them so they didn't feel awkward, and then more people started dancing so they didn't get left <laughs> out, and, like, that mass hysteria, like, hypnosis yeah, kind yeah. of thing started. That's no, just fascinating. I, I can't, you know, you know, 
I always wonder, you know, we'd love to see a modern version of something like this breaking out. Ooh, you, you're giving me the look. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm Are you waiting. excited now? Yes, I am. As modern as I can get is 1962. Okay. okay, that's pretty modern. That's pretty modern, right? Okay, so this is my down the rabbit hole for you. Um, along the coast of Lake Victoria in Tanzania, uh, there's an incident of mass hysteria. It's a mission school where girls are boarded. And three little girls start laughing. And then suddenly 95 of 159 of their students <laughs> are laughing uncontrollably. This lasts for like little bursts that go for a couple of hours mm-hmm. to days. Jeez. It gets so bad. I mean, this starts at the end of January and it gets so bad that by mid-March, the school has to close down because yeah. they just can't teach. Yeah. And you know how that is too with like students where like they start doing something weird and then they start feeding off of each other and mm-hmm. getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And <laughs> We're just quitting and going home. We're done today. Nice. Obviously, yeah, you yeah. guys are broken. Like, <laughs> we're, we're cool. It's cool. The problem, though, is they send all the girls home. Mm-hmm. So the epidemic spreads to the village where the girls are from. Oh, jeez. <coughs> and by May, 217 of the villagers start having these laughing attacks. And then it starts to spread to another school mm-hmm. and another 48 girls. After 18 months, it just stops. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. Weird. In all, 14 schools had to be closed down, and over a 1,000 people were affected. That is crazy. I mean, that's that's the thing that I just seems so weird to me, that you have this sort of thing spread like a physical virus, but it's a, you know, right? a viral mental behavior kind of thing. I just, you know, I, I just... Well, and even one of the articles I was reading said that um, the government tried to sue the schools for shutting down and sending the kids home because mm-hmm. it spread the epidemic so far. Yeah. And these are recently liberated area. Um, so the name of the group was Tacnikia. I couldn't pronounce it, so I didn't write it down because mm-hmm. I was like, just close to Tanzania, that's better enough. But um, they were recently liberated and had all this independence. And so their shift of power was changing in their village. Um, and this is when Robert Bartholomew steps in again okay. and tells us some weird sociology bullshit. <laughs> so he comes back and he's like, and this is actually a theory that I, I, I honestly agree with this time. So I'm yeah. going to go with it. It's not weird and sexual. Um, so in this town, these girls had been in a very strict, very conservative town that was run by their, like, I guess the best way to describe it would be like elders. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, the easiest way to tell people is like picture a native American tribe where like you have the elders and the shaman and like those people that are the respected yeah. and the kind of the worker bees. And these girls had only ever been exposed to that. These missions come in and start schools and they're suddenly sent to schools and given all this freedom. And then their minds are expanded with all these ideas they've never heard of before. And suddenly they start to get out of war with tradition and with this new liberation and all these new independent thoughts. Um, And this is called a social dissonance. Mm -hmm. And that's what they think created it was that there was so much stress. So these girls went from not having any responsibility to suddenly now they were all expected to get really good grades. They were supposed to go to college. And that was not the tradition of their homes. At homes, they were supposed to be mothers and gatherers and things like that. And it just created this like almost break in their psyche yeah yeah so yeah and i mean that's interesting thing about laughter is that it's a it's a major stress reaction for you know a lot of things and not right you know there's a lot a lot a lot of nervous laughter out there (laughs) and like when you're really stressed out you just sit there and start i actually can identify this the more stressed out you get Mm -hmm. and then something sets you off and you start giggling and you do that weird giggle where you just can't stop and nothing anyone says it just makes it worse somehow Mm mm-hmm 
and you just sit there and you're like, what is happening right now? I just need to stop. And you can't stop. And the more you think about it, the worse it gets. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can imagine. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's the uh, dancing plague. No, that is fascinating. Yeah. Well, and I wonder too, now thinking of the social dissonance idea during the times that this was happening, it made kind of sense for those to also be similar yeah like things happening in those areas because a lot of them were they just reformed a new nation they just ended the black plague <laughs> yeah you have major upheavals to your area yeah. yeah and there was a lot going on in those areas so maybe that was it but also everybody knew that these epidemics were spreading all over too yeah. which i mean maybe that had something to do with it i don't know it's weird it's all just weird. Yeah, it seems like this is the sort of thing that you should have happening during engineering finals week every every year. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> now they just drink coffee and Red Bull. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah that's their know. version of mass hysteria. Yeah, yeah, but you know, or the students that stack their papers constantly. Yeah, you know those ones where like they're doing their homework and they just start stacking papers, <laughs> and like there's no <laughs> nice shifting through them and then stacking them over and over. Uh, no, I reminds me of. The movie Real Genius. At some point, they're they're all I studying for movie. finals, and you have the guy that just starts screaming and turns to the people on either side of him and screams, and then just runs out of the room. And you know, I think yeah. my favorite part of that is everyone just looks at him like, "Oh, good, that space opened yeah, up." Yeah, and moves, exactly. Like, yeah, and everybody rearranges. Yep. yep. Like this is normal. It's fine. This is what happens. We we know this. <laughs> so yeah, that's all right. Well, thank you, Jenny. That one's pretty awesome. So I do what I can do. Yeah got a good one so yeah all right everybody well that's been our podcast for the week um please check us out you know like us rate us recommend us all that good stuff um you can always get a hold of us so uh, we've got our facebook group uh, we've got our email at don't look now 19 at gmail.com if you'd like to get a hold of us got any ideas or any feedback uh thank you to hollow state audio for our, our intro and outro music as always and uh we will catch you all next week. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.